This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Important bounce back game for uh, Brian Dutcher and the Aztecs tonight at Viejas Arena. Welcome back. It's Ben Woods live from Padres Fantasy Camp, Peoria, Arizona. All week long, our live broadcast from Padres Fantasy Camp brought to you by the San Diego County Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Uh, Woods has been summoned to picture taking for his new mm-hmm. team, the uh, Skunk Creek, Tim Flannery, our Archie Sinfraco's team. So Paulie remains here. You'll have pictures with your. Your I'll probably team, leave you at some team. point you when, when, Wood comes, when Woods comes back, right. I'll probably end up having to leave. But, uh, yeah, photo day here at the Peoria Sports Complex. And then we got team workouts, and we have an afternoon game at 1 o'clock. Well, it seems like a good time for me to get in a little bit of Aztecs basketball talk. You always seem a little more tolerant of it, having been a uh, San Diego Stater yourself than Woods is. So <laughs> hey, while he they, was uh, all in on the uh, their game he last was. weekend against New Mexico. He we was. were watching that at the Airbnb. And uh, should be all in tonight. It's a late start for us, 9 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific at Viejas Arena against Nevada. I saw the Aztecs are six-and-a-half-point favorites. Pretty big number against a 15-and-2 Nevada Wolfpack team, but as I uh, as we talked about, the Mountain West is going to be a viciously brutal league, and we are not even a quarter of the way through league play. Every team has now lost a game. New Mexico last night, uh, after beating San Diego State, just to prove wasn't a fluke, and the Aztecs, you know, were facing an actual tough opponent. Uh, they hosted 16th-ranked Utah State at the pit. And put up 99 points on the Aggies Damn. in a 99-86 win. That is a lot of points in college basketball. So uh, Utah State uh, takes <clears throat> their first loss in the Mountain West. Uh, they're four and one. New Mexico is three and two. Colorado State, which uh, they were ranked most of the preseason and were the top, uh, you know, metrically the top team in the Mountain West, they barely got past Air Force at home. They needed overtime to beat one of the. The bottom, they dodged a huge, potentially ugly loss at home, uh, winning that game, and they're just 2-2 two and two in the conference. And then uh, UNLV went on the road and shocked Boise State to hand the Broncos their first conference loss. So uh, Boise State now 3-1 and one like the Aztecs, and every team all of a sudden, you know, four, five games in at the most, uh, has all has at least one loss. So when you project that the winning team in the conference may lose four games – it's not crazy to, to speculate that that's going to happen. So San Diego State's loss in New Mexico is simply just what's going to happen when you go on the road, just like it happened to Utah State. But then when New Mexico goes on the road, they're going to find, you know, games. The biggest one is like Boise State losing one at home. You drop one at home, especially against UNLV's kind of in that gray area between the top and the bottom of the league. That could be a loss that costs you the conference. 
That's why tonight's game for the Aztecs against Nevada so important. You don't you want to hold your home home court. You want to make sure you beat all the bottom opponents. And then if you can steal a couple on the road against the top teams, win a game at Colorado State or win it, you know, Utah State, just just steal one or two sure. of those. You sure. should be you should be right there in the end in first or second place at worst going into the conference tournament. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a good strong Mountain West conference this year and San Diego State doesn't lose a ton, so it's always interesting to see how Brian Dutcher can get these guys to bounce back after a tough loss like they had uh, last weekend in New Mexico. Yeah, I had multiple top 25 teams lose again yesterday. I think at least five of them took an L. None of them, of course, will drop as much as San Diego State did with the one loss, which still doesn't make any sense. You know, most teams lose. They drop two or three spots in the rankings. San Diego State loses. They go from 19 to 27, eight spots down and out of the top 25. I have no idea why that continues to happen when theoretically San Diego State should actually have some extra cachet because of the Final Four run and the championship, yet constantly they seem to get punished for every loss more than every other team does in the rest of the top 25 i still don't get it doesn't really matter uh they bounce back with a win against nevada they can beat boise state you know go on the road like uh you uh like unlv did have a good week they'll be right back in the top 25 but it starts tonight's game against nevada pretty important one for the aztecs uh let's see yes anything else basketball ben wants to chime in on (laughs) not really uh Saw the Lakers have split their last two. They're just treading water. Draymond Green came back. Golden State Warriors still don't don't look very good even with them. Not not a lot to talk about in the NBA right now. The in-season tournament was like, all right, that was fun. That was interesting. But then it ended, and we've still been left with kind of this kind of dull time in the middle of the NBA right. season. It's, it didn't. It didn't necessarily change the entire mathematics of what an NBA season is. And guys like Woods. I think you're now you're just waiting for the playoffs, and, and you know until then it doesn't really matter that much. Guys like Woods don't even care about the playoffs, so it doesn't no, that's really. True. But yeah, it's it was uh, a fun what two weeks I guess early on in the NBA season, and then now it's just back to sit and wait. Yeah, nothing just, really matters. Feels I mean I know a baseball season feels long. Somehow the NBA season feels, feels way longer, even longer. Even though they play less games, it just kind of drags on for these months and. They have so many playoff teams. I mean, top ten now, including the play-in tournament, get in. I mean, you're in it. Uh, you know, the Lakers are a game under 500. The Warriors are four games under 500. They still can say, hey, we can get to the play-in tournament just like the Lakers did. They went all the way to the conference championship. Doesn't It makes the regular season almost feel like, what are we even doing this for at this point? It's so long, and doesn't matter if you have a, a winning record at this point. You just kind of – tread water until the last couple of months and then see if you can turn it on and, and start playing start playing um i guess there's always a fine line because i'm usually a fan of i like the expanded playoffs in major league baseball i like you know the extra wild card team didn't bother me in the nfl somehow it feels like the nba has gone too far though that there's too many teams in the playoffs now and it completely devalues the regular season i don't know for me it's felt like that most of my life i mean what eight teams out of 12 for a while or eight teams make the conference playoffs yeah three i mean it was always more than half the teams because right. it was 16 teams always made the playoffs and the most you know they've had 30 31 32 in expansion um so baseball's never gotten to that point right 
And I always said the wild card. But it's weird. Is, I would be okay if they had more baseball teams in the playoffs than I, I think basketball teams. I, basketball, it's a seven-game series every single round. Yeah, it's long. I mean, it's a long postseason for sure. But to me, in baseball, it was so critical to add the wild card. When you have divisions and you have a team, especially when you're playing like in the Dodgers division, and they're going to win 106 games, the worst thing for baseball fandom is to know, hey, we got a really good 94-win team. And you've got no chance. I mean, you're out of it in August, even though you've got a really good team because there was no wild card. And there's no way. You're just not as good as that other team in your division. And you had a really great season. And there was nothing to play for. That's not good for fans. That's not good for players. I mean, no one wants to feel like we've got a great team, but just because we happen to be in the same division as a juggernaut, there's no chance. So the wild card was absolutely essential when it came long overdue. And I think they've kind of dialed it in to the point where, yeah, people will say now the teams with a bye have, have to wait you know, around a bit longer. I, I don't think that makes a huge difference. I think they've dialed in the playoffs pretty well with the best, two, you know, best of three series in the wild card round. Then you go on. The only thing I'd change is I'd probably make the division series best of seven instead of best of five. Yeah, I can see that. I, I feel like, and I mean, it was great that the Padres beat the Dodgers. Go and three, seven, seven? I would go three, seven, seven. I, I think, at the very least, for the teams that earn that buy and get to skip out of the wild card round, if there is any sense of getting rusty, you know, because you're off for like five or six days before you play, give them a better chance to bounce back. If they happen to lose, you know, two of the first three games, you're not facing elimination. You can still, okay, now we're locked in, get a second chance to go through the rotation for games five, six, and seven. Those guys pitch well, you can still get through. That would be the, probably the only change that I would make at this point. We go five to seven in the division series. Yeah, I can get on board with that. And then More playoff uh, baseball. Yeah, is I mean, at the mo- it's not like we're adding weeks to the playoffs. We're adding at most two games if those series go the distance. And is anyone ever complained if a series goes to a game seven? I don't think so. <laughs> no. So no. I, to me, that's the only. I've never understood exactly why they decided on the five to begin with. It's baseball is already such a game of the long term that when you shorten it up to five when you don't have to the one game playoff was just insanity when it was the wild card and it was one game for everything at least best of three i'm okay with a wild card team getting knocked out hey if you don't like playing the best of three wild card series play better win your division get the buy you know you can earn that and you don't have to go through that we're not making you know teams that win their division play necessarily that best of three series I feel like if you've earned your way all the way through, though, get you at least a best of seven. Well, as we've seen, teams will still complain no matter what. Whether it's the format or scheduling, days off, et cetera, teams will still complain. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like a kid in the candy store right now. There's just everything While going fantasy on. camp is underway, we still have all of the Padres' top prospects are here. Jackson Merrill keeps walking by. Ethan Salas has walked by. Padres' uh, bullpen coach, Ben Fritz, just arrived to Peoria. I haven't seen him all week. But uh, he got here this morning, and it's been great to see him. There's a lot going on right now. Yeah, I mean, we're um, about three and a half weeks away, I think, from pitchers and catchers officially reporting. Usually some guys get here even earlier than that. So this place is only going to ramp up in activity uh, over the next month as the Padres, you know, condensed spring training. Going to be a little short because they're going to go off to Korea in the middle of March for a week. He's talking and be to Fritzy five Dodgers minutes ago. Show. He goes, if the if they could start spring training right now, he would. He is ready to go. 
they are all ready to start this thing and and bounce back from a very disappointing 2023. Uh, 2023. I, I felt like most ball players after the holidays are over, it's simply kind of all right. Let's I'm itching to get going get at the this body point. Right. Yeah, it's the now the waiting game is like all right. Let's it's time. You know we've gotten through. We had our time off. Had our holiday season with our families. Went on our vacations. Now it's work time. Whether you're back at home or you're at your spring facility, they're thinking about the season at this point and getting ready to go with what's coming up. So, all right, let's um, let's take a quick timeout. Wood should be back after his pictures here in a couple of minutes. So, uh, we've got a game to play still coming up. I've got uh, more 1984 Padres trivia. Chance to qualify for a trip let's to Las ahead. Vegas. Let's get somebody on the phone right. during so this commercial call, break. Call now eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Uh, when we come back, we'll play a game. You can qualify for a trip to Las Vegas, concert tickets, or monthly grand prize drawing. It's more 1984. Padres knowledge will suit you well if you want to play. 833-288-0973. More Ben and Woods from Peoria, Arizona coming up after a check of traffic. Be right back here on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Ticker on my computer here that the uh, we were just talking about the Golden State Warriors that their game at Utah tonight was postponed and I thought well that's that's odd you don't postpone many NBA games and then uh, Frank sent me the breaking news uh, scary situation uh, Golden State Warriors assistant coach Dayan Milojevic was hospitalized they were in Salt Lake City team, that, yeah. team dinner last night players coaches there. And all they said is he had a serious health issue that happened at the restaurant and had to be taken to the hospital, and they've decided not to play the game tonight in Salt Lake City. So uh, pretty serious if they've gone to that length to postpone an NBA game. Well, for continued reaction to that big basketball story, keep it right here on 97.3 The Fan with Basketball Ben. 
I have just been summoned right. to uh, photo That's day. okay, because we got a uh, guy in Bay Park ready to play our daily game. We're going to try to qualify a guy for the trip to Las Vegas this month, our grand prize drawing at the end of the month, a two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino and tickets to see Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns performing on April 11th at the Westgate International Theater. Check out their newly designed premiere rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations. Guy, good morning. How are you? Hey, Ben. Good morning. Good. All right, so this week we're doing a 1984 trivia every single day, and today's game is called Gwyn, Garve, or Greg. That would be Tony Gwynn, Steve Garvey, or Greg Nettle. So I'm going to give you a category. You just have to tell me which of those three players, Tony Gwynn, Steve Garvey, or Greg Nettles, had the most of the trio during the 1984 Padres season. So if I said hits, the answer would be? Gwyn, since he had 213 more than the other two. Like all of our games, four out of seven is good enough to qualify for the grand prize drawing for Las Vegas. So, Guy, uh, you understand the rules and how it's played? Yeah, sure. All right, let's get to it. It's time for Gwyn, Garve, or Greg. Round number one, Guy, games played. Gwyn, Garve, or Greg? Uh, I think... Uh, Tony was a workhorse. Win. Tony was a workhorse, but Garth was the Iron Man, and even though his streak ended the year before when he got hurt, went right back and played 161 games for the 1984 San Diego Padres. Garve, the correct answer. All right, uh, let's go to round number two. Home runs. Gwyn, Garve, or Greg? Who had the most of the trio? Guy? Uh, I, let's, let's, uh, let's try Garvey. Garvey. Now, if you were listening yesterday, you heard that that is not the right answer. Garvey only had eight home runs in the regular season for the Padres in 1984. Greg Nettles tied with Kevin McReynolds, 20 for the team lead. So you're now 0 for 2. We need to get going here with round number three. Guy, RBI, Gwyn, Garv, or Greg, who had the most of the 1984 Padres? I'm going to go with Tony. Tony set the table, but Garve drove home. 86 yeah. for Steve Garvey. He was the leader. All right, we're now 0 for 3, which means you need to get all four right to qualify for Las Vegas. We've seen great comebacks, though, in our game, so I know you've got a shot at it. Let's try walks. Gwyn, Garve, or Greg? Who had the most in the 1984 Padres, guy? Uh, Got to go with Tony. They were scared of him. And you would be right. Tony had 59 walks. That was one more than the equally scary Greg Nettles. All right, you're on the board. Let's see if we can keep it going. Slugging percentage. Gwyn, Garve, or Greg? Who had the highest slugging percentage of those three in 1984? Um, I mean, gosh, it's hard to, hard to not guess Tony on everything, but how about Nettles? Oh, you should have stuck with your guns. Uh, even though Nettles had the most home runs, Tony Gwynn, with all those hits, had the highest slugging percentage at 444. All right, you're not going to qualify. I'll give you the last two, though, just to see how you do. A uh, hit by pitch. Who was hit by the most pitches, Gwynn, Garve, or Greg? Um, go with Greg. That was Greg. Nettles, very good, with five. And finally, ground into double play. Who grounded into the most twin killings, Gwynn, Garve, or Greg? Mm, Tony. 
Uh, that was Garvey, actually. Tony had a lot of speed back then. I think he avoided getting doubled up. Guy, thank you for playing. All right. Thanks, uh, we did not qualify right. for the trip to Las Vegas today, but we'll have another game, a real or fake version of 1984 Padres coming up tomorrow uh, on the game. So now I've lost Paul, and then Woods was back here for a second. I have no idea where he's disappeared to, but uh, he's gone right now. Anyway, if you missed it earlier, we've had an epic Epic morning here on Ben and Woods. Uh, I had highlighted, I guess, by the incredibly passionate and uh, risky interview we had with Goose Gossage. And I want to bring our, our producer uh, back in our studio, Frank Marchese, on. Frank, have you ever been more attuned to an interview than you were when we had Goose Gossage on the air last hour? I told Paul, I think I'm going to catch up on an immaculate grid during this interview, just because why not? <laughs> but I'm very glad I didn't, as a matter of fact. So, uh, yeah, uh, obviously on radio there are certain words that we are uh, not supposed to say. And uh, Goose has a history of using those words. And, you know, when you get to the level of uh, respect and icon status that Goose Gossage has got, you don't necessarily follow and conform to all of society's or radio's rules so i knew that that would be a potential issue uh we warned him early in the interview to see if we could try to keep the language as clean as possible but there were a few slippages and and fortunately frank was back in the studio hitting the dump button now if you watch on youtube i believe you get to see everything live we don't we don't dump that we only dump the live radio version of what uh what goose had to say but you set a new personal record uh, using our dump button, our seven-second delay. Three dumps in 15 minutes. That is a personal record for me for interviews. Well, you know, at least you're getting an unfiltered, you know you're getting unfiltered Goose Gossage when he comes on the air. Made for a lot and, of fun, and, though. Yeah, and, and you know what? And I, I don't agree with Goose on a lot of things. He could obviously tell by the end when he called me, pointed at me and called me a nerd and, and got up. But I think he did so. Uh, at least somewhat good-naturedly, he was getting pretty. Uh, he was getting pretty intense by the end of the interview. But that's that's what Goose is. I mean, he brought that intensity to the mound. He still has it at this point, and it made for a fantastic interview. Woods was sweating bullets, sitting right next to him, having no idea what he was going to say and what direction he was going to go. But there's a there's certainly a wisdom there that, um, and as someone who grew up watching the Padres. He brought such an energy and uh, electric atmosphere. I mean, we think of Trevor Hoffman as, you know, the great Padres closers and, and what the Padres have had since then with the incredible ninth-inning specialists. But long before Trevor came along, Goose kind of uh, gave San Diego a swagger. And I think it was Goose even more than Garvey who brought that swagger. Garv was, uh, you know, he was the ex-Dodger, and he brought some credibility and some polish uh, as a big leaguer to the Padres franchise that really hadn't had it in his first, you know, 15 years of existence starting in 1969. But Goose brought that, you know, Yankee and that intensity, that kind of East Coast feeling that, that I think had been missing a little bit and really pushed, I think, everything to the next level. Just everyone's attention seemed to be honed in on the Padres, especially with the acquisition of a goose. And, you know, Greg Nettles gets part of that as well. He had his Yankees lineage and uh, coming up as a, as a veteran, a slugger, the kind of player that the Padres really hadn't, other than, you know, Dave Winfield, who was a great prospect, but they had never really had the free agent big name that had come in like that, you know, to try to take a team to the next level. So there was definitely an anticipation about 1984. Uh, I even remember as, as a kid, uh, following baseball, something that I hadn't felt before, 
And I don't think, you know, like my dad, who was a Padres fan from the first year and even at the minor league Padres, never really had felt that kind of excitement and anticipation uh, for a big league season like there was in 1984 in San Diego. And Goose was a, a, a really big part of bringing that excitement and intensity and, and something different uh, to the table when he got here in 1984. Pictures uh, complete? Yeah, speaking of excitement and intensity, I'm back. Did they ever find your coach? Andy Ashby was scouring around for uh, Arky Sinfrago. He was in the uh, the crapper. Ah! Is where he was. Uh, Arky okay. live from the crapper is where he was. <laughs> uh, sorry to leave you hanging there, buddy. That's all right. We played our game. Uh, we did not qualify Guy for the trip to Las Vegas. Okay. But we will have another chance tomorrow with a, a 1984 real or fake love uh, it. Padres version as we continue the week. So love it, love it. Where were you stationed? Were you a front rower, back rower? Uh, I mean, new teammates. You didn't. You probably didn't even know everybody as you walked up to the pic, the picture. No, I knew. I know most of them. Uh, played with most of them before. Been out here a lot. You know, um, it, I was asked if I could catch, so that could be uh, in the cards. You caught yesterday. I caught yesterday. I could catch two days again. in a row. I could go back to back. You know, they barely ask big leaguers to do that. I, anymore. I know, I know. Well, don't let the peas turn you into peas, as we learned uh, <laughs> earlier. You know, something I will uh, remember for the rest of my life. Uh, on my deathbed, I will remember Goose Gossage's face, one inch from my own, screaming at me. Uh, I will never forget yeah, it as long as I live. I will remember the finger pointing point. directly at me, going, "You." Nerd, you're you are a nerd. Frank, you got that? Yeah, Frank's you, got that. You are a nerd too. You're, you're a, a nerd, nerd too. too. <laughs> I'll never forget it. We talk about. Are you those, okay? Are you feeling? You are, we, you're okay. I'm okay. We yeah. talk about those. I'll own it. I'll those, own it. Those seminal moments in the show <laughs> I mean, that we've had over you know, the years. He's talking about GMs out there, you know, in, in baseball, the nerds, guys, and I, I'm a believer in a lot of that stuff. So in that sense, yes, I am a nerd. You're too. a nerd too. I, I, you know, it would be nice to get some sort of, of combo of the two, you know. The this is this, and this is this part. Um, but the, the crazy thing is, it's AJ Preller really is one of the more, more combo GMs. He really that you're is going to get out there. Yeah. He looks, and I, I say this from uh, the perspective of a nerd. He looks like a nerd. He's but pretty sharp. He's, he's actually more old school than a lot of the GMs nowadays in terms of his perspective on baseball. Guy loves to scout, man. His, scouting his, his background, his scouting. You know, coming up through the Rangers, it wasn't it wasn't an analytics driven background in baseball. Now he's smart. He went to what Cornell. Uh, yeah. You know, he's he's a smart guy and certainly understands the the math and and all that part of it in baseball, but. He is not a guy who is driven by spreadsheets uh, for the most part in in his decision-making uh, from what I have at least understood of A.J. Preller. No question. All right, let's take a timeout. Last uh, segment coming up. Paulie's got some headlines in the Rindle Report. You missed all of the great basketball talk oh, man. that I had while you I'll were out there. I'll go back and there. listen on yeah, the you Odyssey go, Perfect. Yeah. You can rewind. That's what I'll do. Catch everything you missed about the Aztecs. Uh, your thoughts more. on the Wizard or the Warriors game being postponed tonight? Uh, shocking. Yeah. Just shocking. Coming up uh, with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 to fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Official, uh, the Morosi just tweets right handed pitcher Yariel Rodriguez and the uh, Toronto Blue Jays have an agreement. He was the uh, the pitcher from Cuba, pitched in the WBC, looks looks fairly nasty. Um, and he's 26 years old, uh, expected to do the physical in the coming days in Toronto, and uh, looks like he's going to be a Blue Jay. Their rotation now is about seven deep, so. Uh, as somebody just very astutely pointed out on Twitter, look for an Alec Manoa uh, to potentially be moved by the Toronto Blue Jays in the next couple of days. I do know a team uh, that is in need of starting pitching. They train here in Peoria, Arizona. I am, of course, talking about the Seattle Mariners right across the street. Uh, no, the, the Padres, I don't know. I mean, should probably be in on – I mean, reclamation projects have really been – and, and hidden gems have really been, you know, we were just talking about it earlier in the show, uh, trying to find a guy like that. Now, again, I don't know what Alec Manoa will cost, uh, you know, dollars-wise, and I don't know what he would cost you mm, prospects. So, <laughs> well, I mean, coming off the season he just had. It was, it was horrendous. I mean, I, I, the Blue Jays are going to argue, hey, but, but you've got all this potential. He only made 700, almost the minimum, last year. He still has... Pre, he's still pre-arbitration, so he's basically minimum Dirt maybe cheap. maybe eight hundred thousand. So it's salary wise, he certainly fits into any team's budgets. Prospect wise, it's just a matter of what the Blue Jays want to hold out for and what other teams are willing to offer. I mean, you're not going to give up a top prospect no. right now for Alec Manoa. No, 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 no. But no. the Blue Jays also aren't just going to give him away for nothing. You know, you say that, but I know that there was uh, quite a bit of friction. Uh, between Alec Manoa and the Blue Jays, or it feels like a strike while the iron's hot opportunity. Um, they have, again, they have a, a, a kind of a surplus of starters. Now, I think every team feels, you know, every team would love to go into the, the season with seven starting pitchers and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But he just may not be in their plans personality-wise or uh, fit-wise. You know, when we were talking about Alec Manoa earlier in the offseason, before the Juan Soto trade is being, well, maybe you could pick him up. I was never comfortable knowing, well, and now Alec Manoa is definitely at least your number four starter. Correct. Alec Manoa, though, is, you know, a potential depth option, and if things work out, you can plug him into the rotation. Feels That feels like the correct path to go on. You know, you, you work with a guy. You're not counting on him to start right away in April, but you've got, you've got your pitching coach. You've got Ruben Nieva on, you know, working with him, and at some point in the season, if he goes back to the form that he had – you may have not only a number four or five starter, you can have a number two, you know, three. two or three starter <laughs> yeah. on your hands if things go really well, but you can't count on that after the season he had you know, last year. Very low risk, very high yeah. reward, I think. So uh, I think that, that is the type of player And the Blue the Jays, by the way, I, you know, I, I keep looking at these projections of 
remaining free agents and who they're in. Blue Jays seem to be in on a lot of guys, talking on Cody Bellinger, talking on Joey Votto. By the way, the, uh, the Cincinnati Reds ladies I played golf with yesterday, I said, where do you think Joey's going to land? Because Padres could be interested. And he goes, I think he's going to Toronto. I think he's going back to Canada. Wow. Back home is what they thought. And you know what surprised me? The insight that I got from um, Marty Brenneman's wife. That Joey Votto was a terrible interview. Like th- five years ago, before he was introverted, didn't talk at all, and all what of a sudden happened? he's just blossomed in like the last three years. And now all of a sudden, you know, we've had him on. He's he's terrific to talk to. Maybe but, he, maybe he did ayahuasca or something uh, <laughs> on a, in an yeah, off season. I have I no idea. Like, really, it was you see, yeah, Marty couldn't get anything out of him. Didn't have anything to say. Short answers was not a good interview, and then just blossomed in the last few years as a talker. I would have spun it as we're better interviewers than Marty Maybe. Not Marty Brown. Yeah, that's, that's what I would probably have. That's probably the, the better way to spin it. All right, Paulie's got some uh, headlines with the Rindle Report. We'll get to that right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report. With Paul Reindel. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biot? It's the Reindel Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a All right. All right, indeed. Been a while. How are we doing, gentlemen? Fantastic. All right, we will start off in the NFL. Now, I certainly don't fault this team for doing what they're doing. It just surprises me. We, uh, we talked about it yesterday. The Atlanta Falcons announced on yesterday that they had uh, interviewed and spoke with Bill Belichick Correct. to fill their head coach vacancy. And today, the news is that they have also sat down with Jim Harbaugh. All right. I just, I don't know. I would expect that from other, maybe more notorious teams around the NFL to go out and, and, and fill that vacancy. But the Falcons, that just doesn't seem like a fit for either one of those coaches. Thinking outside the box. Co-head coaches, Bill <laughs> Belichick <laughs> and Jim Harbaugh. That would work. Um, that would work interesting. very well. I feel like me and Cilio hosting a show together. <laughs> Bro, I don't want to talk Miami. Jim, well, I don't want to talk Padres. Jim, you do the media sessions. I'll work on <laughs> yeah, defense. Yeah, I'll do the defense. We'll do, just split up the job job description. I mean, neither and... of them are a good interview. <laughs> That's like a fart in church, man, that, that combo <laughs> together, that idea. Um, I I saw something yesterday. I don't I, I don't know the validity of it, but it, I saw Harbaugh and the Chargers are fairly close. I, I saw, at least <laughs> on Twitter, but... We all know to take that with a grain of salt. I, for whatever reason, I feel like I could see that a lot more than 100%. I just can't see him. I see Bill Belichick as, as being the Dallas Cowboys' next I, head coach. I didn't necessarily see it with the Chargers. However, in the past, the Chargers have always, when they've had both openings, GM and coach, yeah. they've always hired the GM first, like they did with Tom Telesco, and then he hired Mike McCoy, I believe, is yeah. was the sequence of events. They're interviewing head coaches. They still don't have a general manager, so presumably – John Spanos is doing the kind of the decisions. I mean, they have their interim general manager, Jojo Wooten, but I would imagine the decision making is resting at the top on this sure. one. I wonder if that'll 
change their behavior at all when it comes to hiring a head coach if they're willing to to give Harbaugh a shot here. Well, I mean, there's so many big names out there. You got to think that somebody's need somebody needs to snatch these guys up. You know, if those are the guys you want, you got to go out and get them. Vrabel, Belichick, yeah. Harbaugh. I mean, there's still plenty of teams out there that need head coaches, though. So we'll see what happens. All right, we. This is uh, fascinating. So the LA Clippers are getting ready to finish the Intuit Dome, mm-hmm. their new home in Inglewood. And I saw this photo going around, uh, a rendering of the stadium or the arena. Now, if you think of a traditional basketball arena, there's, you know, two, three, four different levels throughout the arena. Yep. They're separated with aisles, walkways, entrances to the concourse and all of that. But they have designed it so behind one of the hoops, it's like a student section in a college basketball arena. And they're calling it the wall. There are no aisles, no exits to the concourse, nothing separating it. It is 51 uninterrupted rows of fans. (laughs) Ballers a madman. I got to imagine if you're standing like if you're sitting at the top of that of the wall, you're probably going to like get vertigo and fall down. It's like being atop the sphere. You're looking right down onto the court. And this will be the direction the opposing team is going in the second half. So yep. whenever they have a critical free throw in the fourth quarter, yeah. it's going to look they like a college. They yeah. got to shoot it into the wall. Uh, I, what's the other part? So I, I love this idea. Uh, they have rules for the wall. You can buy your season tickets to sit there. They will start. They go from anywhere from five thousand to twenty-five thousand dollars a year, and there are certain rules for sitting in the wall you cannot cheer for the opposing team it's incredible you cannot wear opposing team's colors and the tickets can only be resold in the clippers verified ticket marketplace amazing well and by the way the inspiration for this if i'm understanding it almost positive it was came from when steve ballmer came down for Kawhi leonard's uh show the viejas arena um jersey retirement ceremony He saw the show and said, I want to do this in our new arena. Yep. Yep. And, and he, he modeled this after the show, basically. If you walk into Viejas Arena and go to an Aztec game, you walk in on the ground floor, you're at the very top, and you have to walk down all of those yeah. stairs. There that, are, that, there's the n- picture, the rendering, looks very much like the Viejas Arena, like on the side where the show sits, yeah. from what I'm looking <laughs> I at. I thought that there. was cool. I remembered that uh, yeah. Balmer really took note of that, how the sound just rains down onto the court from there and traps it all in. And uh, I thought that was really cool. And finally, the yearly reminder of how old we are, the Coachella lineup has come out. Oh, boy. It's like my uh, my Super Bowl, Ben. Yes. Not really anymore. Not anymore, this no. Is, it's now, getting – there's a little bit of a return to glory, in my opinion. I – for me, I mean, I'm, I'm – 12, 14 years younger than you. Yes. I, I, I never know any of the names on the Coachella lineup, yep. uh, even the big names. I, I've, I'm like, who the hell is that? But definitely know some of the names this year, some of the headliners uh, for the first night, Lana Del Rey, oh. Deftones, <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert, oh. and then there's a few hundred others that I've never heard of. Uh, Tyler, the Creator, headlines on Saturday. My followed son, by gigantic Tyler, the Creator fan. Yep. Okay. Blur, Ice Spice, uh, Grimes, John Baptiste, and that's on Saturday. And then Sunday, Doja Cat is headlining, Lil Yachty. It's a lot of the same usual suspects at Coachella, but they also say right at the bottom of the flyer and dot, 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 no doubt, and Gwen Stefani are reuniting. Reuniting for Coachella. And they're going to be back at Coachella this April. Now, the, the Deftones and Lana Del Rey are two of my favorites. Same they're, night. Same night. Friday night. Friday night. 
the thought of getting in my car, driving out to Indio, finding a place to stay, walking to the festival at 48 years old <laughs> to watch Deftones play a 35, 40 minute set to probably a bunch of unin- uninterested kids and then going to watch Lana Del Rey, who I love, lull me to sleep and then have to walk back to my house. Like, You're going to wait until it. they're playing in a nine-seat cemetery Correct. in Los Angeles. Correct. That's the kind of thing you want That's to see. That's where I at. would prefer to see most of my shows. <laughs> but, um, no, it, it I, it's just... Near Earth, Wind, and Fire, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Chicago! <laughs> Saturday, in the park. That's here at Coachella. Uh, dude, I, I remember when it, uh, one of the Coachellas I went out to, Steely Dan was the headliner on, like, Friday or Saturday night. It was, like, 17 people. I mean, it was like, people were like, what is happening right now? That's when it really, they're like, we need to bring the we need to bring the DJs in here. We need to bring them now so we can get the kids back. No doubt coming back is pretty cool. No doubt coming back that. is very, very That's cool. That's pretty cool. But I, uh, I, I don't know that it's worth the trip, but that will be fun for everybody. In I, I just, I can't do it. I don't have it in me. Got Annie and Elston coming up. That's nervous, the uh, Rindle Report. I'm nervous about, well, I mean, there's more. This is a nervous day. I'm nervous about the panel I'm going to be hosting with the 1984 Padres. Yep. Including well, are you going to do the same Goose thing Gossage. with Goose Gossage, Gary Templeton, Tim Flannery, oh. and all those guys that you do with us? I'm, are you going to ask them? So then, you know, game four of the World Series and Ben's just going to be, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, sure, sure, uh-huh, sure, uh-huh, sure, uh-huh, sure, sure, uh-huh, sure, sure, uh-huh, sure, sure, uh-huh, okay, okay, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I will keep it to a reasonable length. There's well, no one wants a panel discussion to go on for four hours. There's a, These guys, we do. There's do a, you? There's, uh, you know what? There's a decent chance. You get those guys up there, and there'll be five or six beers consumed after the games and kangaroo court. This thing could go on until midnight. I'm uh, not kidding you. If, if you don't moderate it properly, it could go on until midnight. I will do whatever Tom Seidler tells me to do. Fair it's enough. pretty That's much a, uh, <laughs> my role on the panel discussion later today. However the, uh, the Padres would like it to be formatted, I'm I'm game. Okay, I'm game. And then I after- am now nervous though about reinteracting with Goose Gossip. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. I'd be after I got called a nerd. <laughs> I would be <laughs> terrified. I'm terrified. You're a nerd then, uh, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sit up there. This nerd's gonna be hosting this panel. Oh God, I'm sweating. Can we get someone else? Well, the good news is that after that, we'll have a chance to go and blow off some steam at uh, one of Peoria's finest establishments. You'll be your first time ever. Uh, taking the jump into the uh, the world of cabaret, and uh, that's going to happen this evening. And we're going to have a great time, a little male, a little male bonding. I'm not saying I won't, I won't enjoy myself, but well, it's will. going to oh, be enjoy stressful for me. Don't be stressed. Yeah, I'm very stressed. Don't be. They're going to be very stressed. Have a drink. I'll drive. I won't drink. I'll drive. You have a couple cocktails. Loosen up. All right. Isn't and now I, I read in. The, th- the thread when yeah, I looked when up. Look up and then oftentimes that you have to have at least two drinks. There's a two drink minimum. Yeah, but I have a two at certain establishments. Well, uh, you can, but they'll charge you like nine dollars for a it's coke. Fine. Whatever they need. This is your, this well, I'll is drink your two drinks if you need me to. Done. So, this yeah. is your fun night. We're going to make sure that the big guy has some fun. Uh, you know, there's a top golf right down the road. Yeah, I did if you know really that. wanted it to be my fun night, <laughs> don't you think we'd be going there instead of? To wherever we're going? Oh, it's going to be. Do we know the name of oh, the yeah. establishment? Yeah, we do. I know the name of it. We do. Okay. You can DM me for details if you're <laughs> in the area and you want to come out and, I don't know, shoot video or bring in a camera crew or whatever. I don't think that's allowed. But, uh, yeah, tonight's going to be a fun night. And Which of the Padres alum do you think we can get legitimately to come out with us? Jake Beebe. Oh, that's going to make it less stressful. Just. <laughs> 
Yeah, throw in one of the Padres legends while we're there, too. Yeah. They may be there anyway without even us inviting, <laughs> based on this crowd. Fair enough. Oh, oh what man. a day. What a day on Ben and Woods. All right, that is, uh, that's all for us today. Annie and Elston are coming up next. We'll be back two more days of this. Live from Peoria, Arizona, we'll rejoin you tomorrow at 6 a.m. For Frank Marchese back in the studio, for Paul Rindle, for Stephen Woods, I'm Ben Higgins. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. From all of us here at San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.